Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and it's hot in the city tonight because we've got the West Coast, which Marla Brooks lighten up the board tonight. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I am Rod Kolick. With me, of course, is the blonde bombshell, Ann Carrigan. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Jump in with both feet there, Van Helsing. Yeah. You know, I, I do this thing uh, on, on Mondays, the Monday show. I, they never know how I'm going to open it up. So it's like yeah. they're always like looking. How is, and, how is that different here? <laughs> Oh, most of the time I just go into the usual dribble gravel uh, I've been saying for 27 years. Sometimes. But, it, but anyway, Molly, you, you say the same crap all the time, right? I do, and I keep trying to figure out a way to change <laughs> it up. And But, you know, you got to do the, you got to identify the station and do that. I mean, it's kind of difficult to just go and ad lib too much. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's well, right. I just do it because, why? Because I don't give a crap. That's why. This is there true. you go. Yeah. <laughs> So we anyways, all know that. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Oh no! Did he drop? Did did the what universe happen? Did okay. the did the universe just like smite him? It smacked him right in the face. I think. <laughs> Where I'm not here. Oh wait, he's back. Oh, okay. Why? What happened? It you went poof. Get out of here! No. no. Put a curse on me. Where's my Van Helsing spray? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're back. You okay. are. That's, so that's all the, that matters. That's all that matters. And and you know, we were just talking. Uh, I was talking with the producer a little bit or, earlier because, uh, believe it or not, next week is Thanksgiving. <sighs> is I know already. Scary. Yeah, it is because my house is a disaster and I have company coming. Yeah, <laughs> really <No>. scary. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. So, anyways, uh, that's that's very very scary. I think that's more scarier than investigating because mm-hmm. you know, like I spent the last three days up on the roof working on the roof, and now I'm doing the inside. And it's like, oh my god, I'll never have time to do anything. But it's anyways, vicious. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyways, Marla, it's it's yeah. been a long time since we spoke with you. I think just before SpiritQuest, which is a few. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's what's up and rocking with you, young lady? I've been just busy, 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 which is kind of neat. Um, yeah. I've been to a couple of events. I know. I saw that. I was, like, so excited. I know. I mean, I, you know what? The best one, honestly. I mean, Midsummer Scream was good. It was really good, except for the guy on stilts who scared the bejesus out of me when he lunged at me. Oh! This is this is the downside of doing Facebook Live because if you yelp, people will laugh. Um, but he was up so high, I didn't think he could do that. Was he uh, on like jumping stilts? Or no, was he just on regular stilts. He was on regular stilts. They were really tall, but when he bent over, he kind of got kind of close and I saw him slowly bend over but then he jumped with the stilts at oh, me oh my goodness yeah and that Ow. was like yike. yeah but well, at the haunted house I worked at we had a guy and the stilts were actually like 
like bouncy stilts. Uh-huh. I don't, I have never seen anything like that before. And it would scare the crap out of anybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you knew him. Well, I just, I was waiting for the guy to come back. Because mm-hmm. if he did, I was going to trip him. That's how bad he scared me. Good yeah. idea. Good idea. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't. He was lucky him. Yeah. But pay, so that, pay, but that, payback's a witch, right? <laughs> it, it can be. So that was a really good event. I mean, that's that's Halloween in July, and I got to uh, participate in a panel discussion Ooh. with um, Richard Carradine, who is of the Carradine families. He has oh. a he has a ghost um, investigation team called Gula. G-H-O-U-L-A, which is Ghost Hunters of Los Angeles. Um, and so he had a table there and invited me to come and share his table, which was very cool. And then Scott Michaels was there across the way. Um, there were all kinds of people that we knew, you know, which was kind of neat. And then um, they had a panel discussion. Scott got a hold of me. He says, you know, I'm moderating a panel discussion, and I think you ought to be on it. I'm like, okay. Because um, I'll just say yes to anything without even thinking first. And then after a while, I thought, you I idiot. girl. Yeah, it's like, you idiot. You know, you've never done this before. Why are you doing it? Um, but it was about haunted restaurants and bars in L.A. Nice. And Richard Carradine was on the panel and a couple of others. So that was fun. That was a really fun, fun, huge, huge um, event. I mean, it was in the Long Beach Convention Center, which you could have put 10 football fields in. And, of course, everywhere you had to go was way the hell across the other end. Oh, wow. So it was good exercise. Um, but then, okay, here's the thing. And tell me if I'm talking too much and shut me up. But... Um, I went to Pagan Day Festival um, in Burbank um, mm-hmm. last month, and it was it was neat. You know, just a whole bunch of pagans getting together, and it didn't matter what path you were following. Everybody was very friendly and and everything. But they had a guy come in for a ritu- a, a closing ritual, and I don't know if either of you have heard about the peace violin. No the peace violin. It's. No. Okay, it was created, and my God, I don't remember the guy's name, but he's... Well, it's created by the Democrats, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. It's a, yeah, oh. really. It's a violin that has been made almost like, you know, the, the coat of many colors. Um, all kinds of different woods, but all the woods have come from places of tragedy. And they Whoa. all put together into this violin for peace, actually. So... This, I don't this, get that, but that's all right. Well, all right. So this this padre, this this priest, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what denomination he is. Obviously, not Roman Catholic, but um, he was telling us about the genesis of the violin. And he said one day he was meditating, and he heard a voice saying, "You need to make a violin." And he's oh. like, "I don't hear voices," you know. So that was <laughs> weird to start with. And then he said, "And I don't know how to make a violin." So he says, well, so what do you do? And he says, you go and, and you look on um, YouTube or Google uh-huh. you know, how to make a violin. He Wait, said but he the voice said that? No, he said that. Oh, YouTube. that's true. He told me how to make a violin. Right, I He's, thought God was attuned to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, the guy had a WTF moment and said, well, I don't know anything about playing a violin or making one, much less, right? Mm-hmm. But he, so he said he starts looking it up on the internet and, and he couldn't find anything that really told him. And then he was praying not long after that. And the boy said, you don't need to look it up. I'll show you how to do it. And he made this incredible, beautiful violin made of all this sorrow and, and, you know, pieces of stuff. Uh And, uh, somehow I'm really making the story short. 
Yeah, um, right. <laughs> when, I know, actually, there's much more. Um, we, they did a closing ritual. And honest to God, I'm, you know me, Ron. I'm not weepy and sappy, you know. I live up to the witch reputation that people <laughs> think that go. I am. But this woman started playing the violin because we all had to get, like, cleansed before we could participate in this ritual. So we all got sage and everything. And while this was going on, this woman picked up the violin and played it. And don't tell anybody, but it brought tears to my eyes. Aww. Honestly, Aww. there is something really special about it. Um, they've taken it to the U.N., and the U.N. has claimed it as a pagan instrument of peace. They, they sanction it, which is very neat. Um, right after the ceremony that we were at, they were taking it to Auschwitz. Um, oh, wow. Because apparently there is part of Auschwitz that wants to be so, something to do more with peace than with the tragedy. Not to erase the tragedy at all. Mm-hmm. But they, they, you know, wanted to take the violin there. And people from all over the world, all denominations, you get to actually touch the violin and put your energy into this violin. Huh. But you, he, this guy would make a great guest, and I will give you his his information. Oh, yeah, that'd be fascinating. It, it's it's well, absolutely amazing. This piece. I have of a piece of outfits here, by the way. You do? Yeah. What piece kind of, of the piece of the uh, the uh, I forget it's the oven thingy building yeah. or whatever. Oh. Ew. That's uh, oh. who gave you that? We use that for psychometry. We have two. Uh, uh, we usually take two, two. We have this piece and another piece that looks very similar to it, but it just comes from someone's driveway. And yeah. uh, we do it at psychometry. And, and I remember doing it one day, and this young girl, I had never seen her before. She was very young, you know. She actually took the class by mistake. <laughs> and ah. she, she came in here, and then she held on to it, and then she got really, like, all upset. And she started yeah. to come up with all this cool stuff i mean she she was talking about you know uh where it was and and uh you know uh nazis and all this stuff and it, 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 all she had was a piece of stone nobody was even close i mean she come up with all this stuff it was so apropos to the the piece yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable I, I think psychometry works very well for i love life. psychometry that's my yeah. thing yeah well, anyway, you should you should read up on the peace violin. Everybody that's that listening, because it's it's an amazing, amazing. I don't want to call it, call it an artifact, but it's it's totally amazing. It's it an artifact. It's an artifact. Okay, travels yeah. all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. And the and the ritual that we did was amazing because I had never been to a ritual quite like that before, where you know you have to come in and they sage you and you've got priests and priestesses there. And, you know, it, it, you open all the, the north, the south, the east, the west. I mean, it's just like the, the textbook ritual, but there was a, one of the priestesses the whole time was playing a singing bowl. During oh, it. right. And I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. And then they went around to everybody there. There was probably 50 or 60 of us in there. Wow. And they went around and they wanted, because this happened right around 9-11. That's mm-hmm. probably why, you know, the guy was there mm-hmm. with the peace violin. Right. Um, but they wanted everybody to commit to peace. And they went around with the blue ribbon and they would tie the blue ribbon on you and you would say, you know, whatever you want, you know, I'm so-and-so and, and, you know, I commit myself to peace or something. It was an amazingly wonderful ritual. And, but I had never heard of the peace violin before. And I was so glad for, you know, I mean, the, 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 um, the day in itself was okay, you know, looking at the vendors and walking around and whatever, but that ritual made it so special, and they're going to do it again next year. So mm-hmm. um, the guy should come back. But um, 
I'm going to try and get him on my show too because That's cool. it's just something that people should know about. I mean, people like Yo-Yo Ma and, and all, I mean, there's a whole list of really important people. Not mm-hmm. that Yo-Yo Ma, I mean, but you know, we all know Yo-Yo Ma, the cellist. Um, <laughs> but so many people have touched and prayed on this violin and put their energy into it that it's just like, you know, it's like a beacon for good vibes and it, it puts them out. Wow. So, yeah, it's, yeah, that's the interesting amazing. thing, you know, it's about psychometry. And not only that, but artifacts in general. I mean, mm-hmm. we did a show on, on relics, uh, one of Ann's favorite shows. Oh, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you did. But, uh, you know, I've been exposed to so many different relics that it, it's really, you, you can feel the energy. And, and you see how people get moved by them, which mm-hmm. is, you know, yeah. simply amazing. And, right. and all it is is an inanimate object. You know, yeah. it's just an object. Yet it's all that energy is, you know, captured by it or, or uh, I don't know, imprinted in it or whatever you want to say. It is. But it's it's yeah. amazing. It's absolutely amazing that, a, that an object can move people. Well, you know, it depends. I mean, you know very well. It depends who's handled it or where it came from. Or, I mean, there's a lot of factors into why some of these things resonate so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And then certain things, you, you could go pick up something that... Okay, for example, you're going to love this one. So when I did the Witches' Night at Scott Michael's Dearly Departed Tours uh, a couple weeks ago, um, (laughs) he has an amazing array of things in his shop. I know. He was on this show one time. Right. Yes. Well, he's he's gotten a couple of new acquisitions, Um, the first one being the car that Jane Mansfield was killed in, the wreck, car wreck. Really? Ooh. They they got that. Um, really? They're going to find a bigger shop, and then they're going to put it in there with all the other stuff. But the other thing that, that cracked me up, and I was thinking about psychometry then, and I couldn't touch it. But he, mm-hmm. um, at some point, got Mae West's teeth. A Ew! Yeah. Well, oh. you know, it's like George Washington's teeth in a way. <laughs> yeah. So he's got, and Scott has a wonderful sense of humor, and and he knows how to decorate stuff. So it's in a glass case, and mm-hmm. it's on a spinning turntable, you know, <laughs> real with with the light. It's in a case because it came with a case, and so there it it looks like a retainer, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple of fake teeth, and then there's a couple of places where real teeth went, and then there's this big metal piece that goes behind the teeth. I don't know how that fit, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's a picture of Mae West, you know, smiling, and then you look down, there's the teeth. Now, yeah. can you, I would love to see you pick those up and get something from them. I actually have, I have, a, I have a nun's jawbone. Yeah. So, well, with yeah. the real teeth in it. Well, there are a couple of, well, no, there weren't Mae's real teeth in it. But yes, yeah, but see, that, so. that yeah, I know. Yeah, we had Scott on the show. We did one, one upsmanship. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> he has, uh, I, know, I know he has a fantastic collection. And, oh, uh, so much. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he should join the, uh, the Edinburgh uh, Fortinian Society because they're so much into that same thing, collecting the tell, art. You should tell him. Really, it's, it's amazing. And, it, yeah. you know, Steve Parsons also yeah. collects stuff like that. As yeah. well, in fact, I get a lot of my stuff from him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's interesting. People will say, "Oh, how can you even handle that?" It's like, 
how can you not? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah, in, in that sense, I mean, I would have, I, it was funny because I did a Facebook Live from the shop and I did oh. get, I did it, go scroll on my Facebook page and go back, you'll see her teeth. Um, I couldn't help but, you know, talk about that and watch it spin around. Uh, it was oh. like, it was like almost on the Price is Right, you know, when something goes around and spins at you. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he's got such an amazing stuff. You've got amazing stuff. Personally, I don't keep stuff like that around. And I know that may sound strange because, you know. No, no, some people, you know, they're, they're just more sensitive to energy, you know. I think I'd be too excited about it. Yeah, well, like Scott, you know, having the piece of the fireplace that Sharon um, Tate died at, you know, during oh, the bath. no. Oh. He's got a piece of the floor where Bobby Kennedy laid at the Ambassador yep. Hotel. He was he's dying. He's got some cool stuff, I'm telling you. Oh, he's got very macabre. He does. And, oh, you know, he's wow. bricks from the Manson house. He's, you know, he's got, <laughs> he's got George Burns Cabana door. I love that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got stuff that's really funny, but that's um, funny. Some of it's really, really cute. I, yeah. I remember, I remember when I did the first spectral evidence with uh, Christian about fourteen years ago, and uh, with it they had another event, which was the serial killers event, and they had uh, Gacy's pickup truck, and oh my God, the energy on that thing was ugly. I'm mm. telling you, Scott's got Gacy stuff. Wasn't Gacy the one that did all the artwork and stuff in jail? It was the uh, yeah the uh, the clown dude, right? Right. Scott's yeah. got some of his stuff too hanging in the shop. Yeah, so cool. Huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but see stuff like that. I just don't. It's Sean, not Sean Poria. Sean Poria. Yeah. You, you don't know who he is, right? Yeah. He's passed. Yeah. 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 Uh, he actually had um, dirt from the Amarillo Horror House, mm-hmm. and he took it. And he mixed it with paint and, and did it in a painting. Oh, uh, nice. Good yeah. thing. And, and he, he had that dirt in the painting. And he was telling me uh, when he was alive, of course, although he could have probably told me when he's dead, <laughs> well, too. But, I, it's, you know, but whatever. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he was telling me when he first did this painting and he was showing it to people that all of a sudden uh, this freak storm came up and ripped the storm door right off his house. Whoa, crap. Uh, went flying across the street. It didn't hit his Mercedes, luckily. Oh, thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, he, he was saying there was no wind or nothing. It all just came up and did just for that second grabbed the door and just ripped it off at the, at the time. Wow. And they, the lights went out. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a cool story. If, I, if you go back, I think, to the early, early uh, Ghost Chronicle, the original Ghost Chronicle, which is probably, oh, my God, about... 16, 17 years ago, that interview is on there, and, and he talks about it. But it's it's amazing. Oh. So there is energy with, with in connected Every, with stuff. Yeah, yeah, there is, and and it's you know, I mean, I've picked up things and kind of went, oh, I really, really, really <laughs> wanted to to just get serious about psychometry, um, and then I you just should. kind of, I, I did, and then I didn't, and I did, and Tim Shaw yeah. sent me. He says, here, read this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sent me the lesson plan about psychometry, um, but yeah, I mean it, it's fascinating. I just, I guess to do it, I just wouldn't. I just don't like that stuff around. I mean, I I've been to Scott's apartment several times before he had the shop when everything was in the apartment. Oh yep. boy! 
And he, I mean, he had display cases there, and that was just, you know, the tip of the iceberg of what's in the shop. Mm-hmm. But right out the back porch, um, he had all the bricks from the Tate murders and stuff. And yeah, when you went down that hallway, I mean, it was a short little hallway to the back door. I mean, typical apartment. Uh, well, not so typical because most apartments don't have back doors, but, you know, in older apartments they did. And I would get any not you know, five feet away from that little laundry room where the bricks were. And I would like, no, I don't think I'm going to go back there now. You know, Ew, it was just, no. it, it put a lot of things out because I mean, that of all places, you know, as, as, as in Auschwitz and other places yeah. like that, right. um, that is like really dark and, and icky yeah. and whatever. So is he, is he, so he just collects these things. Is he not, um, a, a psychic himself, or I, I don't know how someone would be able he, to have all these things in their apartment. He's the, he's not exactly now. When I first met him, he was driving for um, it wasn't dearly departed departed tours. It was another ghosty kind of tour thing before mm-hmm. he got dearly departed, and um, he was kind of on the fence about all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he rolled his eyes a lot when people would say things. You know, you could just see him and, you know, you'd want to slap him one every so often because that's how he was. Um, but over time, because I always joke that Scott and I met in a hearse and we really did because <laughs> I was with Kenny Kingston and we were going to take this tour. And that's how I met Scott. He was the tour driver. So... But we met when we got into the hearse. And, you know, strangely enough, um, Kenny and Scott were up in the front. And Kenny's lady friend, Valerie, was in the middle seat. I was kind of back there where they used to carry the caskets. Oh, wow. Cool. You know, you had and the I, prime seat. <laughs> I kept looking over my shoulder the whole time. <laughs> I, yeah, um, it was it was kind of a creepy hearse. But yeah, that's how we met. So you know what the kind of relationship develops from that, right? Mm. And um, But he didn't believe. And I mean, there were times that, that one time he was in my house. And I'm telling tales on Scott. <laughs> but I had a fold an accordion door between my office and the bedroom. And we were sitting in my office. And all of a sudden, the door opened and then closed and um, he saw it but he didn't see it if you know what I mean because I, I, I mean I just looked at him and I said did you see that and he went what and then he rolled his <laughs> eyes you know yeah. and so it was just like oh my god but over time, he now will say that I dragged him kicking and screaming into the para world. And now he sees things. He started feeling things in his house. And at one point, he called me and um, my friend Veronica, uh, Victoria Gross mm-hmm. to come in and, and do a seance in his house because he was afraid all the stuff in there was making a big mess in his house you know their spirits were in there because he actually had seen something there was a like a black cloud floating in there and i think somebody got slapped Uh uh-oh and so he says you guys you got to come and you got to do a sand you got to see who's in here but but you know you open any portals you better shut them and don't take anybody with you i mean take everybody (laughs) with you when you go right get back out yeah Yeah. take the you know and so we did and and you know it was active but then see he lives right across the street Literally, from 
in the Paramount Studios and Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Now, wow. Paramount Studios are haunted like crazy, mm-hmm. really bad. Okay. And, of course, the cemetery, Hollywood Forever. And he lives right across the street from both oh, of those places. Wow. So he's like right in the middle of Grand Central Station. <laughs> and he's yelling at us to make sure that we don't leave anything behind. Well, we didn't have to leave it behind. He's got a whole front lawn full of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so. know, I just, I don't know how someone would live with all that if you were at all uh, sensitive to it. I, I, I you know, Why? I would think you'd have, because you'd be getting stuff no, you all don't. the time. No, you don't. It's not like you get stuff all the time. You can, you can control it. You have defenses. You have, you know, you, you know, you think people just walk around and, and well, Psychics and and pick up everything. Not necessarily. They they have developed. I have no ways. idea. Yeah, yeah. You got to shut it down, and you can shut you yeah. can shut it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I you know I don't know. I having no experience with that. You know that would be my question. That's all. And you it's and not. your gravestones, you, you know, you go and, and you do all that. When you touch it, you feel <laughs> Yeah, anything. look at her. Yeah, running yeah. through the cemeteries. Yeah, stepping right. all over people and everything. Yeah. It never phases me. <laughs> you don't know. So I don't. that's the same way it, it, the other way. I don't get stuff from but them. The- well, I didn't think I would either, but I touched. I, I was at the cemetery and leaned up against the gravestone. I thought I was dying. Oh, no. I mean, I really thought I had chest pain and I was dizzy and I thought I was dying. And the oh. minute I stepped away, it went away. I remember mm-hmm. you, We talked about yeah. that when I was and on so, trip, I think. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I don't know how you don't feel anything because I'm not, I mean, I can tell when spirits around and everything, everything but mm-hmm. not like super fly about it. Mm-hmm. Super fly. I like this. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe someday that'll happen, but uh, to date it has not. So, I I just take pictures, man. I just <laughs> I'm just here for the pictures. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, That's all. you ask them to pose for them. Uh, well, don't really have a choice, do they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So captive audience. Anyway, yeah. we have to we have to take a break so the tunes are up. You listen to Ghost Chronicles. Uh, what are we? Next generation, right here on uh, Tojinet Pararex. Planet Paranormal, Astronet, uh, I don't know, maybe the Ghost Box, who the hell knows. We'll be right back after the following messages. Something called a K2, 
But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. are back with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Marla Brooks. Marla, Marla, Marla. Marla. <laughs> I have a question. All right. Yeah. I have a question for Marla. Now, we talked about Hollywood Forever Cemetery before, and mm-hmm. now everybody out there knows my favorite show mm-hmm. is The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Now, very recently, uh, after their season Set, uh, season opener mm-hmm. they <laughs> who says still yes <laughs> um, they had a, they have talking dead after walking dead because of course everybody has to discuss the show and what went on and who got killed and whatever uh-huh. they had it at Hollywood forever because they killed off two major cast members ah. spoiler alert people if you haven't seen it now tough so <laughs> wow they had Talking Dead live from Hollywood Forever Cemetery, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. freaking out a little bit because <laughs> all these people were in the cemetery, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I, having never been there, I don't know, do they have like a big staging area, like a big, like, do they have events there? Is this They do. Typical? Okay. Yeah, it's Hollywood after all, and... I mean, it, it's definitely a cemetery, but, you know, when you have a cemetery where so many famous people are buried, it is a tourist attraction as well. Mm-hmm. But they do. They do like Dia de los Muertos. They celebrate that. They have movie screenings in the cemetery. Oh, wow. They, okay. Yeah, they do a lot of things. The old um, owner was really old and much hated, actually. Um <laughs> Dude, and when he, when he died, I mean, he, he was still oh, in the cemetery. Oh, that's the dead. I love that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. When, he, <laughs> when he died, the cemetery was in ruins, practically. I mean, everybody's oh. grave was topsy-turvy, and they were going to sell it. And oh. there was a big town meeting saying, you can't sell this. You know, this is our cemetery. All these people are in there. Mm-hmm. And a entrepreneurial um, family who owns many cemeteries back east bought it. 
and took it into the 21st century. I mean, they fixed it up. It looks beautiful. There's tech stuff going on. There's these kiosks where you can look up people and get their life stories on video and all kinds of things. Um, but the history of it is fantastic and everything. So um, they do have events. They do do a lot of filming there. Um, I know I was there one time and they were filming a, a segment of Ugly Betty at the time, which was kind of, you know, that was strange. Um, so, yeah, it, it it is a big venue. I mean, it's not a huge cemetery by any means, but they use the space. They've built it up. Um, it looks so much better than it used to, and they didn't sell it. And, um, yeah, it's nice. Okay. And they do that stuff, so, yeah. Oh, all right. I, I just – I was watching it and thinking, oh, my God, they're going to ruin this the cemetery, you know, I'm, I'm like, ah, uh, uh, and the really funny thing was, and I know that this hardly ever happens out there in, uh, in California, it poured, uh-huh. it poured rain. And yeah, usually it pours rain. Yeah. That usually does happen. Not, well, not there. When it pours, it usually rains. Yes, it does. Yeah, yes. I, I know. Right? That's I the more salt thing. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 But I just thought that was so ironic. It that is. Here they are uh, with this big deal going on, and, I'm, and, and, and everybody is all dressed up, and they had to go get umbrellas. And I, I can only imagine that they, this never even entered into their, their scope of no, this we, event. We, we, we don't dress for rain or really expect it, you know. <laughs> 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 We're in a drought so bad that we can't even water our lawns when we want to. We oh, but you can cut them, can't you? We don't. You know what? Most people have brown lawn, lawns now, and it looks like hey, I heard a lawnmower. Someone was cutting something. Oh, well, that was the leaf blower you heard. Oh, leaf blower. A you have leaves blower. out there, too? Okay. Huh? You have leaves out there, too? We do. Yes. We I'm have sure trees have. other than palm trees. Yes. We seriously oh, that's do. Yeah. Do you know the palm trees are not, uh, uh, they, had a, they brought those in. They really don't belong there. No, they came from some somebody in the desert brought them. Yeah, like and it actually palms or something. And it costs them like so much water to keep these damn things alive. Not even, they're they're pretty drought resistant, and yeah. the roots are really shallow. So uh-huh, uh-huh. if you water just a little bit, they're fine. And uh-huh. in a major windstorm, they will like blow almost in half. They're very interesting to watch because you keep expecting them to like snap, but they mm-hmm. don't. Mm. Yeah, uh, amazing. Well, I'm Thanks glad you've sharing. relieved my fears about Hollywood forever, and it's still it's, it's intact better than it safe. ever was. Yeah, and it apparently was. now it's well watered. So you know, <laughs> for the next Thank century, you. yeah, yes. probably so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I've got this little thing I want to play, and I don't think you've heard it yet, Mahler, and uh, unless you listened to the show yesterday, I have I... not yesterday. No, I didn't. Yes, I know you did. Uh, so that's because I'm psychic. Ooh. Anyways, um, Steve Parsons uh, was able to purchase these old-time radio scripts from eBay. Uh, We don't know where they come from. It's the Teller of Curious Tales. And (laughs) we are now producing them for the international show. So we're we're giving you a little uh, tidbit for it, a little taste of it. So uh, this is the first one we did. So, Roy, can we play that uh, now, please? 
Tonight, for the first time, I, the teller of curious tales, open my book and bring you strange and unusual stories, true stories, stranger than any fiction ever written. Tonight, the ghastly table at the Pity Palace. Listen to me, the teller of curious tales. One morning, about 85 years ago, a Florentino physician named Giuseppe Segato sent to the Grand Duke of Tuscany an object that looked like an oval tabletop. It seemed to be made of some hitherto undiscovered but indescribably lovely stone. The graining was superb, the colouring perfect, and it took a polish like onyx. The Grand Duke, an authority on fine stones, had never seen anything quite like it. So he sent for Dr. Segato to question him about it. The doctor arrived at the Ducal Palace, and after hearing the Duke's praise, told him the nature of the material used to make the tabletop. Segato had discovered a method of petrifying human bodies and the tabletop was an example of his discovery. It had been made from parts of various bodies, human loins, kidneys, livers, spleen, muscles and skin, and the whole blended into this strange, fine-grained, stone-like substance. The Duke was amazed, but pleased and offered to buy the secret if Sagato would personally show him his process for turning human remains into exquisite stone. Sagato agreed, but while negotiations were in progress, the doctor suddenly died, and the secret died with him. This tabletop is mounted on a wooden base, and can be seen at the Pitti Palace, in Florence, Italy. This piece of petrified human flesh has been the inspiration for innumerable mystery plays and horror stories. It's probably just as well the secret died with Sagato, but who knows what such a formula might lead to. Instead of burying Aunt Minnie, her bereaved relatives could have her made into a bird bath or cut into tiles for the bathroom floor. The gong strikes. My time is up. On my next visit, I'll bring you other stories, curious tales, strange beliefs. The teller of curious tales has closed his book and about to go on his way. I'll be back again on Ghost Chronicles International with more strange stories. Sleep tight. <laughs>
Oh my goodness. <laughs> so That's there you a big go. Finish. Holy there crap. There you go. So wow. we'll have that about every other week on Ghost Chronicle International. We'll have another one. I guess we have about 200 of these little ditties. Oh, wow. my goodness. So, you know, what's interesting is that table, and we were talking about objects and stuff, and, 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 and that was not so far-fetched because yeah. now you can make your relatives into diamonds, right? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. Isn't that true? Uh-huh. All right. So so there you go. Uh, that's that's not so far fetched. Just grind them up and make them into uh, beautiful jewelry. Yet. Yeah, your so well, great aunt Essie is now wearable art, right? There you go. Well, wait a minute. They've been doing that for years. We know. we know you know reefs. The Victorian. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Victorian hair reefs and uh, all yeah. that cool stuff. You know. I suppose. Yeah. 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 You know, pygmies wear bones through their nose of some of the. People they've killed and mm-hmm. anyway, mm, yummy. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, I see plenty of people with plenty of holes like the, everywhere oh, now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not just the pygmies anymore. No, that's true. Ooh. Mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, go ahead. Nope, I was just groaning. <laughs> You're groaning. Oh, that was a groan? Oh. So is this table, uh, uh, this is just a story? It's a legit thing? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. These are, This is a, a series of scripts, and, and those are the scripts. And... It, said, it sounded like he said it was in the Pity Palace. Yeah, the Pity Palace is what he said, wherever Maybe that there is. there is such a thing, yeah. But you no know, idea. haven't you guys heard the stories about the lampshades that are made out of human flesh. Of yes. course. The, the Germans yeah. did that during World yeah, War II. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, why not make a table out of something? I mean, it, it's not that far-fetched. Well, That's you, true. You, there's you, heard, you heard of the wallet uh, man, right? No. The wallet man? Yeah. He was convicted, I believe, it was in Georgia, and uh, he was made into uh, a wallet. No. Oh. You can actually, it's actually still around. It's in my book, uh, Ghost Today. I forget oh, which. I think I've, I've okay. probably missed that story, I but. Have to go look yeah. that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wallet Man. Yeah, wow. that, I mean, it's kind of creepy. Although, okay, so here's the question for you guys, right? Yeah. So once you pass, do you actually care? Pass gas or what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> once you kick the bucket, once, you double, once you're on the other side. See, I was trying to be polite. You never let me be polite. All right. So um, do you really care what happens to your body? I mean, would you be? I don't. Yeah. And and, and do you care if somebody would do something? I'm not talking about something really, you know, gross and icky. But um, would you care if somebody made a lampshade out of you or something? Uh, I might be offended. that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, if I'm dead, I'm dead. Well, I guess what difference does it make? You know, right. if, if I'm floating about, I might knock the lampshade over. I don't know. I, I think I might be offended. Well, yeah, I I've heard, I mean, yeah. I hear a lot, and Ron, you've probably heard this too, that once you're on the other side, you don't have those, to what they would consider something, those petty worries anymore because the body was just something you were in that, then. But it has nothing to do with the soul and who you are now but the, when you're on the other side. I mean, that's the way it should be, uh, yeah. Lala. But if, if you look at, 
you know, one of the theories of haunting is that people can't let go. So that's right. The, so that would make sense. You know, if you couldn't let go of your body, you might still be attached here or whatever. I mean, if people get attached to their houses and they don't move over and, uh, you know, and, and other things, too. Uh, so, yeah, there, I guess there is an attachment or or, or uh, to that you're still fond of whatever. You know, I, I have no clue. I mean, you know, I can't tell you those are just theories, but... Uh, yeah, that's the theory, though. You don't need a body, and we certainly don't. I mean, um, when I when I talk to people and everything else, it, it, it's more of the who they are rather than what they look like. It, it, it's so funny because a lot of times I I don't recognize certain features on a person until later. Like, oh my God, you, your boobs were that big? I never realized that. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be a lie, I'm sure. Uh-huh. No, that's absolutely true. Okay. I, I, I did, who did I heck? In fact, uh, Jan was there when I said that. In fact, uh, it was somebody I knew, and I had been <laughs> friends with for quite a while. And then I like, I said, "Oh my God, you really do have boobs." So, <laughs> nice. Well, you know, I just I'm a child of nature. Mm. You're a man. Yeah. Says it all. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sextus. You sextus. Yes. Not Sextus. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we get it. So yeah. So anyways, moving along. In fact, I told Jan that when I die, I want my ashes put in a uh, coffee can, and I've got my coffee can all picked out, chock full of nuts. Ha! <laughs> 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 bing. Uh-huh. Right, we so, can do that. Mm-hmm. You don't want us to throw them around. I don't care what yeah. you do with them. You can put, put them on your face. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, you white face, uh, black face, whatever they call it. I don't know. Would you like to be made into a diamond? Because you are a diamond in the rough already. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, sure. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I have no clue. I really, you know, I really don't care. Uh, So, yeah, I I don't think spirit does care very much. I mean, you don't want to be like, you know, having yourself in the middle of a dog park or something. You know, they make a dog park over where you're buried, then, you know, your dogs are doing their business on you you know that probably wouldn't be good but anything else i mean as long as you're being respectfully taken care of no offense but like if you go on the other side don't you got more important things to do to worry exactly. about what the hell happens i think body? so i think yeah so. <laughs> i'd like to think you're out like looking out for your loved ones and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. and yeah. guardian angel i don't know yeah no i think so too keeping people on the straight and narrow yeah. <laughs> so what's a lamp or a tabletop? I mean, you know. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we did do a spell that Marla recommended to me. Oh, my on God. Our, I must have read my mind because I was just going to bring that up. Oh, were you? See, I am yes. psychic. There you go. You are. Start psychic. sending me that junk. Um, so I, I, on our last live broadcast uh, from EBC TV, which, mm-hmm. which, by the way, folks, our next one is November 30th. And you are in for such a show, I just can't even tell you. Yeah, you, you won't believe it. That's all I can it. say. Three-year anniversary. So anyways, so on this last show, I, I Ron said, well, why don't you do a spell? It's Halloween. <laughs> uh, like, okay. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go straight to the authority. <laughs> hey, Marla, <laughs> can you give me a spell? <laughs> she gave me a, a nice uh, anti-stress spell um which i did post on the page a little while back and a um the other one was like a harmony 
Yeah. You said sprinkle it around the office. Because, yeah, it was harmony powder, right? Yeah, when no yeah. one's looking. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, otherwise you might be in disharmony if oh, they catch you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a good one. I couldn't gather all the ingredients in time. So I was not able to uh, not able to make it, but maybe I will go in and make, make it and sprinkle it around Russ's desk. <laughs> For future reference, you've got it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please stick around with me long enough, and you'll be casting. A spell so, out. so you got you have a you have several books on spells, right, Myla? True, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you want to give uh, your titles out so that you can make a few quid on it. <laughs> yeah, quid. I wish more like squid. Um, <laughs> squid is right. <laughs> I just got my royalty check. There you go. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the first one is workplace spells, everyday magic on the job. And the other one is Animal Spells and Magic. Oh, that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. And that's on top of all your haunted books. You wrote Haunted Hollywood. Ghosts of Hollywood. Yes, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was busy for a while, huh? And Caracats, too. Don't you have some kind of... Oracle deck, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there's a difference between Oracle deck and Caracats now? Yeah, a lot. Oracle deck is way easier for regular people um there's way too much to memorize <laughs> regular <with>, people <laughs> well i mean even i i mean i read tarot but i i still have to refer to notes at times because there's oh, yeah. so many cards and then you read them upside down you know the reversals and the suits it's crazy and then in in the tarot cards you look at it and there's always a lot of things going on in the picture then each of those little minute details means something so you got to really study that too oracle decks you pick a card you look at the card it's so simple you don't have to worry about the hidden meanings or or whatever there's a booklet that comes with it and you don't have to worry about the spreads you know you've seen on tv how somebody does a reading and there's like 15 cards on the table and she's flipping this one in conjunction with that one and you know it looks really complicated and my deck, it's easy. Pick a card if you have a question. Pick a card if you want to know what's going on for the day. Um, you can do a three-card reading, past, present, and future. Um, but you don't have to worry about spreads, and you don't have to worry about reversals. And so that's why it's easy for, for the layperson to be able to read them themselves. So where can people get this cool card? Anywhere. Um, what's it Bar- called? It's called the Witch's Oracle, and it can be had at Barnes & Noble and Amazon and... Um, I think uh, I think I've got them on my website. Don't remember. Um, I keep changing that website. I'm having so much fun with it because it's like this new toy that I can play with. Oh no! Oh, you should have seen me. You should have gone oh, and seen no. for Halloween. I Halloween eat really good, really good. All right. So, anyways, check these cards out and. Uh... There you go. So anything else coming up, Marla, that we should know about? Of course, we have, you have your radio show every Thursday on uh, Pararex. Yes, 9 o'clock Eastern, yes, during the cauldron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, you know, when it comes to the holidays, after Halloween, because that's the busy time of year, then I just kind of get to coast until <laughs> the new year. Really? And so, yeah, so I'm just kind of kicking back and, you know, just doing the show. And yeah, you, you, you know what's really cool is I have a friend from California, uh, Ann Ryan, and she came back and she had some rosary beads. And each of the large beads on the on the rosary was a skull. I'm back. 
And that was, uh, I didn't know you left. Uh, so so uh, each one was a little skull. And so I, I managed to corn them off her. And I had a blessed on November 1st. All Souls Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it worked out really cool. So, I mean, that's that's neat. So, I mean, very cool. Stuff like that, uh, rosy beads and uh, prayer cards and everything, they're all about intent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a spell is a prayer, basically. You're putting out there what you want to have happen. We just, you know, do a couple more little extra things and use a couple more things than just your thought but basically it's the intent in prayer the harder you pray the more it's going to work and same thing they're very much the same and people get uncomfortable when I say that that everybody that everybody prays they're casting spells well everybody that's afraid that that they're going to turn green and ride a broom when (laughs) tell them spells yeah no, they don't. People don't want to be witches. They, you know, they think witches are bad. Mm-hmm. But when we're doing right. the same action, you know, just have no, to like realize it's one and the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, the guy I work with, Russ, and I, I, we love Russ, but he's just, it's he's a worst case scenario kind of person, and he'll say something like, "Oh, the next thing will happen will be like blah 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 blah," and I'm like, "Don't put that out there. Don't yeah. just don't say it. Shush." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh my God! He does it all the time. I'm like, stop! <laughs> oh God, it's gonna get struck one day, boy. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's it really people don't realize that. Oh yeah, my God! Don't. There's the doorbell pizza from the dead here. We got the zombie out there, so we've got to pay him. And uh... <laughs> did you put anchovies on for me? Yes, we did. Of course, Thank we did. My dear, any any dead dead things we put on <laughs> smelly <laughs> dead fish right yeah, yeah, smelly that's, dead fish that works uh-huh. couldn't find any fingers so uh that works so uh, ladies fingers grow back mm. oh. <laughs> oh so anyways uh Bala, we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight and i can't oh, believe that hour went by that fast that was pretty yeah. pretty quick mm-hmm. and uh, anything else you want to add before we uh say goodbye to you not me i think i'm all Time, time, not timed out, but anything good came out of my mouth. That's it. Done. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, so uh, don't forget to tune in uh, two weeks, right? Two weeks we'll be doing the live show. Yes. Which will simply be amazing. Going to be amazing. Going to love Hopefully. it. <laughs> just in time for, can I just say, just in time for Christmas. Uh, oh, you said that? Uh, Christmas. I said the word. Shame on you. I said that C word. <laughs> I, actually, I was thinking about taking uh, the Christmas tree down, and uh, but I, I'll wait till after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Your Christmas tree down? Yeah, from upstairs. Oh, oh, oh! In the All attic. Right. I thought you meant you'd had it up since last year, and you're just going to take it down and put up oh, a new can. one. Oh, you can. I don't know. With that. You put some white lights on it. And it's just oh, like God. No. no. There you go. You can have it year-round. No, so, no, no, no. So, it's just wrong. So, wait a minute. Do they have Christmas out in California? Yes, we do. Oh, really? Okay. Cool. Snow is not an integral part here, but we, you know, we do. Maybe I should move there. Uh, I don't know. But anyways... Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing that is that in like Australia and, and down under, it, it, Christmas summer. is, is yeah, it's summertime. It's in the yep. middle of summertime. Yep, yep, yep. Isn't that bizarre? I never hey, thought you I have tunes. Be- you need to stop talking. Yeah, miss. One of these days, I will. But <laughs> not today. 
So, Marla, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck. Anytime. And, uh, My pleasure. Yeah, tune nice in on uh, Pararex on Thursday nights. Listen to Stirring the Cauldron with um, Marla Brooks. Marla Brooks. Yep. <laughs> good night. God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.